Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot of confusion over Bill 148 and whether the Ford government's going to scrap it, overhaul it, keep bits and pieces of it. He did run on stopping the second minimum wage increase, which is going in in January, but he is now saying he's going to scrap it altogether. And that will be welcome news for small businesses that have uh, certainly been fighting to survive because this was very suddenly dumped on them. And it's a lot more than just a minimum wage because that's all we talk about. There were a lot more regulations put into place, all dumped on the businesses. Extra costs of payroll taxes, increased days off, sick days, vacation time. And again, they had no time to look into it. And then labor started making noise, and they're threatening big fights should Ford dump 148. Why? Well, deep inside this particular bill is a little provision that makes it far easier for employees to force a private business to unionize. So for them, it's politics. But there is a lot of confusion over what is happening with the bill. So let's just ask someone who knows. Julie Kavinsky is a director of provincial affairs over at Ontario CFIB. And I say your name with absolute fear that I didn't say it right. Did I get it right? You know what? It's close enough, Alex, and it is late in the evening. (laughs) So what is it? (laughs) Not to worry. Fantastic. Well, when you get the KW, yeah, I always get mucked up on those. Julie, there is so much confusion about 148 and, and, you know, what's to stay, what's to go. I don't get the sense that it will all be dumped, but I do think it will be kind of dissected. Where are you at on this? Well, basically what we've been saying is there are a number of areas at a minimum, that we would like to see the government implement in terms of changes. And if they choose to go further, that's even better. So a couple of these ideas would be, for example, right now, the way the bill is written, you get two paid personal emergency leave days, and Mm -hmm. you're entitled to those days after working for an employer for only seven days. Only seven days. So we're saying, again, in the very least, very least, you could do more, that would be great, but in the very least, change that eligibility period from seven days to 90 days on the job, which is equivalent to what a regular probationary period would be. And just to give an example, Alex, I don't know if your listeners are aware where we started with this, the before and the after. Before this bill, there was something called 10 unpaid days with a threshold of 50 employees. So you can imagine a small business forced with a minimum wage increase, and all of a sudden this is thrust upon them. And there's things like scheduling and on-call requirements. And I'm going to draw listeners' attention to the on-call requirements because people aren't talking about them. Think of professions like IT professionals, funeral people, plumbers, other repair people. Bars, restaurants. Uh, no, not no. This is on call. That's yeah. Well, yeah, if you're if you're working a patio, you're one of those people that would be. You know, if you're scheduled to work the patio Wednesday and it rains and you're getting that shift canceled, you know, 
Yes, but I'm yeah. talking about the on-call employees. Right. The on-call, like, let's see your IT. Yep. You're not making $14 an hour. So that's why it's exacerbated for those industries to, in terms of the on-call provision. So in other words, you've got an emergency. Let's say someone has to come running down to the station at night because we've gone off air. Then this company has to pay them a whole bunch of money on top of what they'd be paid. Okay, so if they're on-call and they don't get called in, Let's say they're on call, they don't get called in. Let's use that scenario. The employer would have to pay them for at least three hours. So we had one company emailed us. They said that would cost them an extra $150,000. Now, back to the scheduling provisions, like if you're in a restaurant um, and it rains. Now, they have some exemptions for weather dependent businesses Mm -hmm. built in Mm -hmm. but that's if you're a golf course or a ski resort Mm -hmm. that's what they mean so you're absolutely right if you're in a restaurant and it rains and you have to cancel somebody's shift you're going to have to pay them for at least three hours the other area of this bill that i think is problematic is that you have to pay employees if you're you know temporary worker or a part-timer you've got to pay uh, or a um yeah, part-time, you have to pay them as much as a full-time employee. I mean, that that seems ridiculous, given that the person might not be as, as good at the job as the full-time person. Yes, and that's the equal pay provisions. And what's confusing there, again, the government really didn't, the previous government, really didn't communicate the changes very well. So on the equal pay provisions, it's essentially, if you're a part-time worker and you do the same type of work as the full-time worker, you have to to get paid the same. So then the question is, it becomes kind of a legal issue because how do you determine the definition of same work, for example? Right. And then there's different things, exemptions, merit system. What's a merit system? And I remember sitting through a presentation from a law firm at the Ottawa committee hearings and it was very interesting because they basically said this is a bill to line, line the lawyer's pocket. Yeah. They admitted that as sure. lawyers. And I think, Alex, you know, going back to your earlier stuff that you mentioned, very astute information about unions, let's talk about ulterior motives here. Yeah. Why was this all put in place? I'm going to tell you simply money, 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 more unionization through some of the laxer laws around unionization in Bill 148, Mm -hmm. means more workers to collect mandatory dues from and grow the union coffers. Sure, but as I read it, because I covered the technical briefing and I've only got about a minute and a half left, I mean, it it takes far less people now. You could walk into a small mom-and-pop shop and say, we want this unionized, and what's that small business to do? I mean, it sounds great on the surface for those who love unions, but if you're a small business, they're going to close their doors. It's very possible, and I mean, even this whole concept of handing over private information of all employees, if only 20% of the employees have indicated a desire to unionize, that's pretty scary stuff. That's called and bullying. I don't think people know that that's even in there, yeah. because they looked at the shiny bauble, the minimum wage, and everybody talked about that. Yeah. And the deep dive that was done on it, again, yeah, everyone just covers the bauble, but it's all the deep dive of the regulations and some of the provisions put on that is absolutely choking these businesses. Because, Julie, business businesses won't be affected the way as the small businesses are in the community. And I think people forget that. These are the community businesses, the store you go in, you buy your ice cream, your flowers, they're getting hurt. Exactly. Yeah. And they don't have an HR department to... Yeah. 
to kind of figure all this stuff out. And then there's all these cumbersome red tape requirements mm-hmm. for the scheduling provisions. It's a total nightmare. Yeah. And hopefully it will be fixed, and small businesses would be very happy for that. Stay tuned. Julie, thanks so much. My pleasure, Alex. I appreciate it. That is Julie Kim. Oh, gosh. Kavinsky. Kavinsky. Kaczynski. Okay, I got it. I'm Alex Pearson. You're listening to On Point here on Global News Radio.